Hello, my name is Perry. Um, this is the Fort Lion Social Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to Aaron Hurd of the bands uh, Jesus Peace and Nothing. Just bear in mind, halfway through this, he did fall off his chair, which caused his mic to mess up a little bit, so the audio is a little bit distant in the second half. But I hope you enjoy the episode. It was very fun for myself. Enjoy. So how's uh, 2021 so far? Fucking his ass cheeks, dog. I know, <laughs> uh, not much has changed, really. Fucking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, stuck here. Fucking in the house, can't do shit. It's supposed to be in England, all over the place. I know, Fuck man. Like, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It was supposed to be in the UK, like, May last year, was it? Yeah. Uh, that fell through. I was pretty excited about that, too. I fucking love coming there. Yeah, I, I was pretty excited, too. What um, can you do? Yeah, we were, I, my band was due to play with you in uh, London, so I was quite excited for that. But Oh, no shit. Through, yeah. What band? Uh, Cauldron. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were in Cauldron. That's what's up. Yeah, man, yeah. So... Yeah, we obviously we were due to play VMA last year. We were super excited. Obviously, we to be fair, we had loads planned, man. We were supposed to play like um, Wild Rose in Canada and stuff, and just yeah, all fell through. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Wild Rose is a good fest, man. Great people. Yeah, you played it. It took really good care of us when we went out there. Yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah. How did you find it? I made the mistake of wearing fucking Doc Martens. I just felt like I was playing with goddamn cinder blocks on my feet. Couldn't move around <laughs> anywhere. You got any plans for 2021? Obviously, I know COVID sort of shot everything to shit, but is Jesus peace or nothing? Yeah. Got anything planned this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, outside of like the constant rescheduling of tours, uh, JP's working on LP2 right now, and that's sounding very, very heavy, and I'm excited about that. We've been a little dormant, but uh, outside of that, 2021 is just like a planning year, I guess. Like, I don't want to drop too many gems, yeah, or any gems, really. There's another. Both bands are busy, you know. That's good. I'm obviously, nothing released um, a record last year. Um, yeah, great dismal. Made my list. It was a very, very good record. Um, Respect. So how how was it like releasing? Because obviously nothing like I've got a lot of um, sort of clout at the moment. Um, yeah, they've been one of my favorite bands for years. Um, yeah, same honestly. So um, how was it, like dude? I'd say that. Sorry, twenty twenty. We were all kind of like a little scared about it. You know what I mean? Because you drop a record, you can't tour on it and stuff. Like, there's a lot of anxieties that comes along with that, but. It ended up working really well, man. It spread like wildfire. Everybody listening, you know, sharing it to their friends. It really couldn't have worked out better for the situation we're in, you know. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it's pretty gangster. It's sort of the best platform really at the moment because obviously no live shows happening and stuff. So this whole like, I feel like now could be like a really, really good time to sort of release music. There's definitely yeah, I agree. Listeners and things it's like that. A, a lot of people are afraid to though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I, can I don't know. 
I guess it depends on like as a band where you are could, and, like your career and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely it. Especially if you're like reliant on touring mostly, you know. Yeah, that, that'll fuck you up. But luckily, both of the bands are as like uh, we got our fucking foot in it enough that we can chill for a second and you know not worry too much. But it does scare us, you know, losing re- re- like relevance and stuff like that. I mean, I guess for certain, <laughs> should scare everybody. I guess for like certain members of the bands and stuff, that's their like primary in- primary in- income. So. You know, that's sort of yeah, the for sure. Lying on kind of thing. So it's quite a scary time, really. Fuck yeah, dude. Especially when they first started like canceling everything. And it was like for the unforeseeable future, nothing going on. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. shit, I'm going to have to get a job at Dunkin' Donuts or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's what I mean. So like with Colgen, it was like, there's going to be so much like good stuff happening for us last year. And it was just like, everything just fell through. Like nothing just literally nothing happened Fuck. and then like like I guess it's the same enough yeah. at least our like record at the start of the year last year and just couldn't do anything from it at all it mm. really sucked man yeah it, it's ass but at the same time all this shit happened at the perfect time because I just had my kid so I could stay home and you know be a dad and, and spend the time and build the bond that I need to build with my son. You know what I mean? He's new to the world without having to sacrifice time on the road or for sacrifice time with my family. You know, it's just like a great start to everything. Yeah, no, that's cool. A really well-timed start, but. Yeah, congratulations on that as well. Brother. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It's Appreciate similar. it. I mean, for some people, there's a silver lining in there. So for me, it was like, I managed yeah, to for sure. money to like buy a house and stuff. So for some people, it's quite fortunate. Um, so yeah right um, so how did you like obviously you're quite involved with uh, hardcore being in Jesus piece and whatnot. not um, how did you go about like joining nothing yeah uh, so joining nothing was kind of like uh, I don't I don't know how to explain it, it I would want to say it was like a freak happening but it was like some stars aligned type shit cause I guess like uh, Nikki and then when Nick decided he didn't really want to do it or however the hell that played out, uh, they just needed like a fill in for the video to carry this casket around the city for that zero day video. And, uh, you know, I'm always down to chill. So I was like, fuck it. Let's get it. I'll carry that bitch, you know? And uh, we ended up going to, you know, the plan or wherever the fuck it was that we were supposed to start this and film this, uh, the scene of us walking down in a parade yeah. we went at like 3 a.m when it was supposed to be 3 p.m so <laughs> all the camera crew and everybody like they all were from new york and didn't really have a place to stay because you know oh, they yeah. thought it was gonna be like an in and out thing and i had had this huge party at my fucking house for new year's of course <laughs> so Everybody was still at my house drinking and, and like, you know, either the party was like slightly winding down, but there was still like some like champs still going, of course. And I just told them all they can come stay there. Of course, like I already got a bunch of fucking wasters in there anyways. You might as well come <laughs> kick it. And they came and uh, I, I had a roommate who also played bass at the time, but I was also playing bass in like a, like a heavier grind band called Hell to Pay at the time. Okay. Cool. So they saw the, the rig that we were using, and it was just like a sun rig. 
and was like, damn, you play bass? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you want to play bass? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You know? <laughs> and then from there, it was just, that was it. And it, it was like, it was pretty cool. Because, I mean, I, like I said, I had been a big fan for years. You know what I mean? And for it to be like homegrown and have a bunch of people who identify with the kind of life I've had growing up and, you know, the area and, you know, how I was raised. It's really cool to be in a band with people like that, you know, and that really piqued my interest. And Nikki is somebody who, I, you know, he's my old head, man. Like I got most respect for that dude. He keeps me sharp. You know what I mean? Keeps me on my toes. And, uh, you know, Kyle is fucking Kyle. <laughs> he's the fucking man. He always has been, you know, he's like Pennsylvania's like hidden gem of hardcore drummers, you know, like, so I don't know. I was honored to work with the two of them, quite frankly. That's cool. And I, I'd say that confidently. I was honored. I've always been a big fan of Mother Mercy, you know, and Let Down and shit and Horror Show even. Like, you know, coming from hardcore, they yeah. both have some pretty extensive backgrounds in the situation there. So it's pretty awesome to even be accepted into what I felt was like a, a cool group of people. You know what I mean? Sick, man. That's sick. So it's how, how, how do you like go about like juggling sort of schedules between sort of nothing and Jesus. Obviously, I know the past sort of years been... Dude, I'm horrible at it. I really... I'm so bad. Yeah, I'm so bad at juggling <laughs> shit. I fucking forget about dates, end up almost double booking shit sometimes and all kinds of shit. And I get yelled at all the time for it. But I'm getting better. You know, I started writing things down. I just got to lay off the weed a bit. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch. I know, like, I know what it's like, man. I remember when I was, like, a little bit younger and I used to balance, like, four bands at a time. I just think now, like, how did I ever do that? Like, right. it's, it's stupid. Dude, I will say, though, like, it, I mean, it's awesome and it kept me ripping and running, which is really great for me. Like, I, I like to stay busy, so. Yeah, yeah, same. It just got a little hard for, you know, for both bands. And, I mean, it still is, like, tricky sometimes, you know, but uh, it's sick nonetheless, you know what I mean? I was touring, like, damn near 10 months out of the year between both bands so it had me like stuck in this crazy person mode all the time so yeah because you, you, you did the japan tour with jesus peace didn't you yeah how did that go that, that was awesome straight up it was it was insane really like it was the second time we had been there so we had you know cemented a little bit got our feet in the sand and we came back it was just like so much more fun i mean the first time was incredible too but the whole like whoa i'm in japan thing wore off and i was just like chilling hard as shit you know and then the nothing asia tour started directly after that so i had like oh, yeah, of three days yeah so i was just like mobbing by myself jp don't really like drink or party or anything like that so i would just be out by myself skating around town like get fucked up on strong zero all night (laughs) 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 so by the time like the nothing tour rolled around i had felt like i fucking lived there at that point i was just like (laughs) i'll meet you guys over there like skated where they were at you know just kept it fucking rolling that's cool, man. So how did you get on with, like, the creative differences, obviously, between Nothing and Jesus Peace? Obviously, they're two very different genres and very, very different For bands. sure. I think it's it's a lot easier, because in JP, I don't really deal with the musical side of things. Like, the most that I offer is, like, a, yeah, I like that. Or, like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't really like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But with, like, 
my musical literacy at the time, I didn't really have the chops to be like, yo, try this riff out and then play it. <laughs> no one wants to hear the singer going, yo, check this out. Oh, dur, 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 dur. Like no one wants to fucking try to transcribe something like that. So it's a little different now. Like still, I try not to get like too involved because at the end of the day, I don't really like people telling me how to sing my shit because I know how my voice is going to go and I know how like my breath is. So like I, I, I like to take a step back and give everybody in the band, like that's their shit. You know what I mean? And plus like at the end of the day, Dave and Lewis really started this band. So I, I would hate to tell them how to play their own fucking music. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I wait till I get the tracks. You know what I mean? I bust my lyrics out and we all come, come together and make it what it is. You know, that's cool, man. So when sort of joining Jesus Peace, did you ever sort of anticipate like how big it was actually going to be? Fuck no. Hell no. I, I thought we were going to be just like, uh, like we were playing basements and shit, like garages, just like kicking it. Just a band for our friends to literally smash each other to. Like not even <laughs> once I'm like, that's just, that's all it was. Like there's a, there's always this like side scene in Philadelphia outside of like the normal bookers that happened in the colleges and just like a bunch of basements and stuff. And Temple University was always like great for cultivating smaller bands in Philadelphia. Cause you would get these young, hungry, hardcore kids that were stoked about throwing shows in their house. Like they were pumped about that, which most people by their like third year college are like, yo, fuck this, get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are stoked about it, you know, and uh, JP was coming around right as another one of those houses you know, was coming up and they were called lower level. Some of the people from lower level, they play in, uh, what's that fucking band? Uh, Shackled maybe. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, but the shout out to the homie, uh, Andrew DiCamillo, you know what I mean? But they all gave us a place to go play and we would come. And some of the members are from up in Allentown, some from Delco, you know, we'd all come meet in the city, play everybody while out, you know, and then we'd all hang out afterwards, go get food. And I never really expected it to like catch on, catch on like it did, but you know, the internet's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For you sure. know, well, that was a real like moment where like you joined Jesus Peace and it was like, Oh shit. Like this is actually so much bigger than, what I was expecting. What was that real like moment where you were like, fuck this. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say there was two moments I had, uh, that really like kind of fucked me up at least like, you know, in the States. And one of those times was, you know, one of the first, this is hardcore that like really popped off for us. I think it might've been 2017 or something. That was like a real like crazy thing, you know? But there was a, a tour we did that hit, you know, L.A., I want to say downtown L.A. at Union or some shit like that. But it almost sold out and it had a bunch of our friends on it and stuff. And I don't think it was like all JP by any means. Like the lineup was just slamming. But I was just standing up on the balcony looking at everybody just like, damn, like. We're all the way across the fucking country right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like three days of driving straight across the country and people are trying to fucking hang like this, you know? It uh, really turns the heart warm for somebody who's usually very, very cynical, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, moments like that 
obviously in America it's got to be like crazy but how does it feel like when you sort of come to the UK because I know I caught you guys at uh, our breakfast in Leeds a few years back yeah and it just like popped off it was just absolutely amazing. the first time yeah that shit was awesome that, that actually felt so good Loki. <laughs> like, it's such a good festival to play like in the UK that's definitely one of like, the bigger festivals to play especially for like uh-huh. hardcore um, and then when you guys yeah. come over it just the room was shaking and it was crazy how does that kind of like, yeah, yeah. feel like that shit's crazy especially because like outside of meeting like Josh at some point in my life I didn't really have much of a worldview. You know what I mean? Like before I even playing music, I didn't care about much outside of like my state or something or like the tri-state area where I'm at. And um, I just, there was like a mental block almost. Not so much that. I just never crossed those like, those thought lines. Like you learn about it in school, but I'm like, they're not going to let me out of the fucking country to fly to <laughs> Europe. Like, where the fuck are I get the money for that? You know what I mean? I had like a bunch of fines piled up. I was like, they're not going to let me out of this bitch. <laughs> so by the time I actually got there, like for one, I, I was like so culture shock, low key, like just anxiety wise that I was kind of scared to get off the plane. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to expect <laughs> when I get into this country. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I think we flew into Germany first and then like made our way down into the UK and, uh, I don't know. The most I had learned about Germany in my life was like World War II shit. So I'm like, I don't really want to go to Germany. <laughs> like that doesn't sound like a good time to me. You know what I mean? And by the time I got off, it just was like, damn, this is actually so much cooler than America. <laughs> be so much better than they would like any like the where they would treat you in America anywhere. Like you get treated with so much more respect over there, and it, it kind of just you know, kind of blew my mind a little bit and it gave me a lot more confidence as a musician because, you know, you kind of get treated like as hardcore bands in America, it's like the lowest ring, I feel like sometimes, you know what I mean? Like people could care less about what's going on with you or like what you want to be paid really. It's just kind of like, we know that you guys don't get paid much and we keep it in that realm or like, you know, you go to shows, you're not really taken care of very well. But you go to Europe and you're always fucking eating good, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, <laughs> so coming back home, it was like, uh, it, it, I don't know, coming home, it it always made me feel, I came home with gigantic fucking nuts, basically. I felt so good about myself. I understand. Walk back, like, like, what's up? I just came back from fucking <laughs> Europe, baby. What's good? <laughs> no, that's understandable, man. It's a huge confidence boost, really. So what was sort of the best <laughs> country you played in Europe, do you think? Or the best sort of, not so much play, but what do you reckon the best country you visited was maybe? Uh, man, I've had too much fun in almost every country. Like, I'm not so much a person who's like, I'm not having fun and I just sit there and not have fun. Like, I'll just go do something stupid to make myself have fun, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's cool. uh, but... I think some of the best shows we played uh, were mostly European festivals, of course. Like, them shits, like, pop off heavy. Like, Eperfest and stuff. And uh, Eperfest is... Yeah, Gros Rock was really good for us. That was cool, man. Dude, Eper is fucking crazy, man. I've never been to... Uh, So, wherever those shits take place. (laughs) Is it Germany? Germany, maybe? Eper first? Eper... I'm not sure. Is, it, is that is it Netherlands? Maybe 
Oh yeah, it could be actually. Is oh, it like Gissel or something? I'm not even sure, man. I'm closer to there than <laughs> you are. Know I really you don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm exactly in the same boat, man. I'm oh shit, bro. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of the times, like most of the crazier shows we played are like, you know, Germany or Netherlands and France. Sometimes France has been some cool shit. Like yeah. uh, playing Paris a couple of those times was really awesome. Gibbous Live. Well, all the laser lights and shit. I felt like I was goddamn <laughs> David Guetta or something. <laughs> what? <It's crazy. laughs> That's crazy. There's like sick ass lasers all in that joint. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Are you okay? I almost fucking died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you fall backwards? <laughs> yeah, almost. Oh, shit just melted on me, dog. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's regroup a little bit. Yo, look at this joint. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no Yo, way. What the fuck? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's so crazy. Funny. I was leaning on that joint so hard too. That's what I get. Whatever. Take a minute to like breathe. That's funny. Oh yeah. Right. God. Um, what were we talking about? I Fuck don't you. know, man. It just, it just fully threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll Fucking Europe or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, what records change your life? What's your favorite sort of bands, artists, songs? Uh, hmm. You know, I'm always horrible with questions like this. I can never pop some shit off at the top of my head. But I tell you, uh, Sade, the band, <laughs> the singer's great, of course, but her band as well, the the connection of the two taught me a lot about music. And because, uh, you know, a lot of R&B, I grew up listening to a lot of R&B and like Neo Soul and stuff. So all the heavy metal shit wasn't until much, much later in my yeah. life. Uh, but during that time. It was mostly like, you know, to me at least, vocally driven. I was always listening for the vocals. And it wasn't until I started listening to a lot more Sade that I started paying attention to her band. You know what I mean? And like, you know, still I started playing more instruments myself. Uh, I started listening to how important that is. You know what I mean? And uh, I know it's it's clearly fucking important to have a good band if you're a singer, but... <laughs> Uh, the attention to detail for a lot of that stuff, I think, is uh, really brings her music out. And I think uh, having to, I don't fucking know, learning. <laughs> Sade changed my fucking life. That's uh, a cool one. So we're just saying, um, I will like... say, Block Party, Silent Alarm changed my life. Really? Oh, that's such a good record. Big time, yeah. That's such a great record. Um, they when I was younger, tour, like a few years ago, where they were just literally touring off the album as well, and I just missed it. I yeah, to... I was on tour the whole time, and I couldn't fucking go. I was really? so mad at myself. It sucks, man. They were playing in my hometown. And I was literally playing with Gouge Away on the same night, and I was like, "Oh man!" So it was like I overplayed with Gouge Away, which was big for us because obviously it was Gouge Away coming to the UK, or it was like we go and see Silent Black Party play Silent Alarms. Yeah, I fucking love Gouge Away, man. We did nothing for it, man. Yeah, amazing man. So, so good live as well. Agreed. 
transition, fucking powerful hitters. God damn. Great vocals too. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Really, really great band. Um so yeah, man, Black Party Solid Alarms is is a really, really great record. That's definitely one of my favorites too. Yeah, that shit changed everything for me, man. Like uh you know, I wasn't it wasn't very normal for me in like seventh grade to be listening to like rock music and shit like that. All my friends listening to like fifty cent and shit. <laughs> so like, I felt like kinda weird about it. And like my brothers would bust my nuts about it, fucking make fun of me. And uh I found you know, Block Party and Kiki Oric, I was like, yo, he's black, suck it. You know what I mean? Gave me that confidence to like tell my brothers to fuck off and like be myself and like be my own dude. And, you know, I had this love for that kind of music and like alternative and stuff for, you know, the first part of my life. And then I, you know, I started listening to heavier stuff later on. And, uh, at the end of high school, like just getting out, and that's when I started like learning how to do vocals. Uh, so, what was it? Out, yeah. What were the uh, sort of first heavy bands you were listening to to sort of get you into that style of music? Uh, dude, they were like fucking like heavy, heavy Lolo and bands like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's this chick in high school that I had the biggest fucking crush on, and she loved that kind of shit. And I was like, oh, let me check it out. Like, maybe she'll <laughs> And I started like <clears throat> listening to this shit and uh you know like suicide silence like random shit like that and I was just like I was a pretty angry dude, you know. Yeah. So to find music that kind of matched how I was feeling was like next level to me because I was just like I was listening to like really chill stuff or gangster rap and I don't really feel like you were listening to the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I found my niche with like uh, just intensity, really, and that's kind of how I stuck there. Like uh, at that time, a lot of teen angst, a lot of unresolved problems. I was just like, "This is what's up." And then I went to my first show. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is. What was your first show? Huh? What was your first show? Heavy show? Uh, I, dude, it was just some like random festival out in like the middle of like central Pennsylvania. Uh, remember who played to be honest. I just remember there being like one of those big outdoor mosh pits and I was like, uh <laughs> <laughs> what going on right it's now? so surreal when you see that shit for the first time you're just like what the fuck? Seriously. And like what's even funnier nowadays is because I look back and I thought like that shit looks so crazy. But I think if I saw that shit now I'd be like Yeah <laughs> Yeah and it yeah I agree, man. I agree. So, would you say like Black Party are one of your favorite sort of bands from the UK, or is there other bands that you yeah, from the UK? Uh, Black Party is in my top three, top three UK bands. <laughs> well, what's the top three? Uh, Black Party, Swerve Driver, and uh, Swerve Driver is a great band. What's the Great band. Uh, I'm probably my third favorite UK band. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Going back to the UK, then, <coughs> sort of your favorite area to play in the UK, your favorite city. Obviously, I know it's really small, so compared to the UK, States. I love Glasgow. It reminds me of Philly. Yeah. Glasgow is definitely like one of the best cities to play in the UK for sure like it's always been good to us as well 
Yeah, like, I think the first time we played up there, I felt like it was just wild, you know what I mean? And I felt like everybody was as crazy as I, I was at the time, you know what I mean? I was like, all right, these motherfuckers are monsters. I fucking yeah. this shit. <laughs> you know I mean? And it's just like every, like literally almost every person I know in Glasgow can like mosh better than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Hell yeah, I fuck with it, you know? Shout out to Glasgow. And, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but I'd say there, I had a lot of fun in, uh, are we talking JP or nothing right now? <laughs> we'll go yeah, one yeah. one for JP one for nothing what's the best city to play uh, JP Glasgow nothing uh, London, right? London London yeah London is definitely the best scene for that kind of style actually to be fair London's quite good for hardcore as well to be fair yeah I mean JP had good times in London I, I didn't have the best time in London personally off some personal shit but the show of is really fucking yeah. cool oh. the whole like Ruxham record scene and stuff down in London is really really cool so what made you sort of get into hardcore then obviously i know you started listening to sort of heavy music and going to shows and stuff but did you sort of fall well, into i started it? to like transition over at the end of the day that's really what it was because you know i had been going to these like you know death note shows death core shows and stuff but like at the end of the day, I was just pissed off and I wanted to mosh and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I started going to some more course shows in my area, you know, seeing Mother Mercy and like Agitator, bands like that. And, uh, you know, surface level, those dudes seemed a lot angrier than what I was used to. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. It's like, even like this is more so my speed. <laughs> yeah. People are like really smashing each other. You know what I mean? No one's getting that bummed about it. And on top of that, the music's even angry. It's less like, you know, slow and droning, stupid breakdown for fucking two minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I just had to do something. And it was like homegrown too, which I've always appreciated more than anything else, you know, like any kind of local shit. Things that I felt like I could do, like if I saw people who were my peers and they were doing something, I felt it a lot cooler to support those kind of people. And like those kind of bands would be in on that as opposed to like chasing around these like big package bands or something like that. I just, it's never really been about that for me, you know what I mean? So a lot of it was like easier at the end of the day because I'm like, oh shit, these are all dudes from Pennsylvania, like around the area that all feel the same way that I feel, that are all doing this music. It just made sense to me. It made a lot more sense to me for me to be there than to be around a bunch of people that I didn't see eye to eye with me. Like, I didn't feel like a connection to, I just like the music, you know? So what are some of your sort of favorite hardcore bands uh, growing up? Uh, some of my favorite hardcore bands when I was growing up was, uh, again, Mother Mercy, uh, Agitator, Wrong Answer, uh, CDC, I loved when I was younger. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, All War, I got put on too pretty early. Uh, the bubble was great, always been great. Had a big inspiration on me and who I do. Uh, who else? Fucking, I love Cool Hand, of course. I love uh, this band, Dysphoria, from around me. Uh, who else we're looking for here? Uh, there's this like mosh band called Myself, My Enemy from around our area that was fucking sick. <laughs> Some really dirty uh, lyrics that people wouldn't necessarily be okay with today. <laughs> 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 uh, 
fucking who else, man? Uh, you know, of course, the Philly bands, fucking Blacklisted, Cosmic, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like anything that, like, the older cast was showing me, I was in on. Like, I was such an impressionable younger dude that I was like, this shit smacked. I'm into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I had like some of the older guys from like bands you know, on the verb. They'd just be like sending me bands all the time, and then I just would fucking fall in love with them, you know. But I think it was just the excitement of everything being so new that I was just stoked to listen to it. Whatever you put them up. So, what would you say, hardcore wise? What would you say the the, the what band are you most excited to sort of see once this pandemic's sort of over? There's a lot of hype around some of the hardcore bands at the moment, like Gulch and uh, Drain. Yeah, you know, I always love seeing Gulch. They're fun. Uh, but I think, like, in American hardcore, just in general, I, I haven't really been, like, too wild recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like... Fair enough. I look forward to just, like, if I ever get the chance to see No Tolerance again, I'd be fucking stoked about that. But, like... Aside from that, I don't know. I'm not really that stoked on anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been like, too hyped on shit. Like, it'd be cool to see like most of what people are doing with their band now, Philly and stuff, like, you know, Hopkins and younger kids just to be hyped on it, you know? And I think that's like, fun. yeah, like a big thing in the UK is like, the hardcore scene's so big and it always, you know, the big shows sort of always bring people together and I think that's what a lot of, sort of me and my friends are missing quite a lot is just being able to yeah. like hang out with friends and watch some yeah, bands. Like, hardcore's good in that respect where it's like a big community and everyone sort of comes together for it. Yeah. And that's the best part about it, I think. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, for me, I wasn't, like I've always sort of grown up listening to metal but for me, it was always being involved in hardcore and that big, like, community aspect of it all and having, like, making all these friends and all these, like, you know, meeting all these cool new people and stuff. It's definitely yeah. something that... That I was always the best part, man. Like, you could go there and usually you feel like a fucking loner everywhere else, but everybody's got this common interest, you know? Yeah, there's always going to be someone to talk to, isn't there? Like, yeah, for sure. So what's I'm some of your... Anybody, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, man. As soon as someone comes and talks to me, I'm like, yeah, man, this guy's cool. Um, <laughs> we're friends, <laughs> Yeah, we are friends. <laughs> so I can see that you play video games. So what was one of your favorite games growing up as a kid? Growing up as a kid, I was like a big Zelda head, of course. Like. Zelda? Yeah, N64 and stuff. Like coming out around the same time. Like I was big on like Ocarina of Time and shit like that. And, Anything that, like, was on some brain teaser type shit I was into. And then I was super into fighting games, like, my whole life. You know what I mean? What was your favorite game of last year? Yeah, to be honest, like, this last year has been such a fucking blur. That, like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's so hard to think about, like, last year as a whole. Right. Dude, like, I mean, my son was born, like, a week before the quarantine started. And he's really? not even years old, you know what I mean? Wow. This shit's crazy. Like, time is... Yeah, yeah, like my, I had a nephew born in like April last year, so he's like nearly one. He was like born in the lockdown. It's, it's rough, man. It's crazy. I want to say uh, my favorite game, my favorite games that I have been playing are like the Yakuza series. Like I've literally played like seven or eight games straight through. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop, but uh, 
Final Fantasy VII was dope, but it was kind of whack at the same time because the bullshit they could just gave for the whole game. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> whenever the fuck Sekiro came out, that was like the last game that I played that I was like, this is what's up. I think that might have been 2019. Man, I've always been a fan of like those games. So like Dark Souls, the Dark Souls series is like my favorite, one of my favorite game series. But Sekiro, I just yeah. couldn't, I just didn't enjoy it. I like, I stopped playing yeah. it after like the second boss. I was just like, I'm really not enjoying this. I don't know why. <laughs> it was like I just think it's because it wasn't anything like Dark Souls. But then Demon Souls came out for the PlayStation Five, and like within like two months, I think I did like a hundred hours on it, just because there was fuck all else to do oh, in the God. UK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just got the uh, the three box set for all the Dark Souls games because I love Bloodborne so much. Yeah, Bloodborne's and like the. I was best like, all right, now I'll try like Dark Souls game, and I, you know, I hated Dark Souls one. I hated the shit out of it. <laughs> Dark Souls three, I liked a lot more, but by the time I got into it, I was like, you know, playing other games. Oh shit, my favorite game from last year is Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't yeah. played it yet. It's it's on my list. I bought it off my little brother, so that's that's on my list to play. I'm about to play it. It's that. Uh, really easy. Yeah, but. If you put it on hard mode, it's not very easy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently like playing through Days Gone, and I just really don't know why I'm doing it to myself because it just kind of sucks. That's like the the zombie shit, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the, the it's like the, the zombie slash like yeah, yeah. The biker crew. It's it's okay, but the combat's so like it's just <laughs> stiff, man. It's so stiff. You like. Slashing at zombies with knives and they're just not dying. It's like, and then you're slashing at humans with knives and they're just not dying. It's like you're literally getting slashed on the throat of a knife and you're not dying. I don't understand this game. How's that work? <laughs> yeah, ain't it? So I, I saw like a clip of someone playing Days Gone and they were just getting chased around by a horde of zombies and they just ran around a car and threw grenades from time to time. I was like, this looks so fucking boring. And I can't <laughs> it really is. <laughs> It really it's is. It's not like a biker you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's not that cool to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a biker. And I'm <laughs> and it's really not. Like, who thought, oh, let's just make a zombie game and put a biker in it as well. It's just so, like, yeah. Just, just, yeah. I feel like they're just taking any aspect of The Walking Dead and being like, let's make a game out of it. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like, oh, you know Daryl from The Walking Dead? Let's just make a game and put him in it. It's yeah, fun. people love Daryl. Let's make. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So here's a, here's an interesting question. So if someone said to you, "Right, I want Jesus piece or nothing to do a soundtrack for a video game," what video game would you want it to be? Oh shit! All right. Well, if it was nothing, I think we would fucking chill doing like either a Rockstar game. Like GTA or something? Oh, yeah. Like, that, yeah. GTA yeah, yeah for sure. Easily. No doubt about that shit. Uh, yeah. With JP, on the other hand, if they wanted us to do the score, it would have to be like, uh, shit, I don't know, like fucking Doom or something? <laughs> I was literally about to say, like, Doom. It's got to be like Doom, hasn't it? There's always yeah, that mad, like, heavy metal song in Doom. It's like... It's a murderous game. Yeah. It's like... Murdering shit to heavy metal guitars. Yeah, it would have to be just like a chaotic ass game. 
Oh, yeah. David Lewis, they write some cool stuff as far as, like, outside of the band goes, too. So I feel like if it was, like, a racing game or something, they could nail, like, a sick-ass soundtrack. But, like, the heavy sound, it would have to go with, like... Yeah, it's got to be, like, a heavy game, hasn't it, really? Like, a violent, just fucked-up game, really. <laughs> so, Jesus Peace Wise, um, are you guys planning on touring when this pandemic's over? Because obviously, well, you've got a new record coming out, so... We've uh, we've been, like, you know, like I said, we've got, like, a bunch of tours that we had lined up that just keep getting rescheduled anyways. So yeah. I'm sure whenever this shit hits, like, things will kick right back into action. Or, like, but I just, like, I don't have any real uh, faith in the world to get the count, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm just kind of, like, in my brain, nothing's happening ever again. But... Yeah, it's just kind of like it got like that now, hasn't it? It's like everyone's sort of fed up with it all now and they're just kind of getting used to it, which is scary, really. Yeah, big time, man. But what can you do? Yeah. Like I said, man, I'm about to get the Duncan job. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you uh, talk more on the Jesus Peace record? Or is it? Can you talk more on the Jesus Peace record? Is it strictly sort of secret right now? It's not so much secret. Like, uh, Lewis posted, like, a small clip of him playing drums and, like, uh, you know, we were practicing. But, yeah, there's nothing unpredictable I can say about the Jesus Peace record. It's going to be heavy as fuck. Fuck it, it's going to be gangster as hell. (laughs) 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 Like... I'm just hoping that, I mean, I think we, all of us are hoping, and not so much hoping, but what we're doing with this record is to try and have that intensity that we have live. Yeah. And that, uh, the fire that you feel when you see us play, we're trying to have that translate into our recordings a little bit better, you know? So what's sort of your anticipation for it? Because obviously Only South was super successful for you guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, you said you said what? I'm sorry. What's what that the question? Oh, so what sort of the anti- what are you sort of anticipating for with the next release? Because obviously you were so successful after last. Yeah. So what's what sort of the next step for you guys really after this? I think release? Uh, you know with dropping this record, like with the last record, we didn't even tour on that shit because everything was so busy and I was doing shit with nothing a lot of the time that. I didn't really get the chance to cultivate the record like I want to cultivate it. So I think when we drop this one, we just want to be a lot more home and like, you know, tour our asses off, push the record to get it out there a lot more and into the hands of a lot more people and just put a lot more effort into, uh, you know, building it up to be the monster that it is, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We don't really anticipate too much with music. It's, it's subjective at the end of the day. We could put it out. People can be like, this is so fucking corny. <laughs> yeah. but I don't I don't think that it'll be that, but I don't ever go into it with much expectation because I, I feel like if that wasn't the case, it would hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I poured a lot of myself into the JP records and like, you know, some of the lyrics. And if I, you know, spread myself out super thin to make this like what I think is like a record that is going to be a record of decade or something. <laughs> and then it comes out flops. I would be fucking so <laughs> I, I keep it just 
totally up in the air and hope that it doesn't get too rough, like bad or rough, you know. Did you sort of expect the clout off the last record? Because obviously I know some people that out there that like don't even listen to hardcore and barely like listen to anything heavy, but sometimes you'll ask them and they'll be like, yeah, Jesus Peace are really, really good. So I feel like with the last record you had, it hit a lot more people than the EPs. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just lost my whole train of thought, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last question? So like, how, how did you sort of feel after releasing that record and, you know, uh, it being okay. such yeah. a big deal? Yeah, it, it it felt kind of weird. Like we did a lot of like uh, opening tours to a lot of people that usually wouldn't listen to our band, as opposed to doing tours that made a lot more sense for us. Was was a strategic move at the end of the day because we'd like to build a more broader uh, like a fan base. So it was really cool to see that it was working, you know, because I, like you said, there were people who were not expected to like Jesus Peace that are stoked about Jesus Peace, and that kind of it. It's comforting because a lot of the times when you're grouped into just the hardcore fan base, uh, people's attention spans are, are very small at times, and, and people fall by the wayside often. So to know that it's possible to put like dip my feet into other pools and it not be like a backlash thing or just like have it be well received, it's a lot more comforting with writing a second record, you know, because. There, that's a lot of pressure, you know. The first LP is always like something, but the second LP is supposed to be that, like, you know, that overhand right to the left gap, you know. So, and, do, do uh, you think with the with the new record, you're definitely going to beat what what you achieved off the last record? Yeah, fuck yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. That's like it. I thought the last record was cool, you know. Uh, initially, it was like you know, as opposed to the EPs, it was like kind of a change. It was like a little bit more uh, busy sounding, you know? Uh, and I think we did that just because we didn't want to fudge our first record. <laughs> we wanted to be just like, you know, 12 songs or nine songs of just EP, basically. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think now with LP2 and us finding what our sound is, and uh, it'll allow us to create something even heavier than we did last time without, you know, the anxieties of, worrying about fumbling the bag or something like that you know what i mean so what what do you think your peak's going to be with jesus peace or do you sort of think you're going to just ride out until it dies or do you think you're going to be metallica big or (laughs) oh fuck no i dude i i really don't know to be honest because there's not much to really go off of you know like codons is doing great you know they they got their name and shit but like you can't really expect that for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's not an expectation. Like, it's cool that it's shown that it's possible. But, like, as long as I get to fucking keep playing around the world, dude, I'm happy, honestly. Yeah, like, exactly. if it gets huge, cool. But at the end of the day, I thought this was just a sweaty basement thing. Yeah. <laughs> You've already, like, achieved goals. And I, I, I would yeah. be the same, man. Like, dude, I'm telling you, within, like, the first, like, five years of us being a band, I knocked off most of my actual life. So crazy. I'm just like, what the fuck ever, dog? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, what happens, happens. Yeah, yeah so, seriously. Going back I, to the... Sorry, yeah, go on. It'd be cool to get that big. That would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> planes, planes. <laughs> but like, 
you know, I don't have that expectation. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I'd want to do is to be busy enough that I can save up and buy a fucking house. Like, yeah, that can happen. I'm, I'm happy. But until that day, I'm just going to keep fucking grinding. You know what I mean? Like, keep my nose down. Keep yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about it, man, because you must be so busy. Like, nothing is like one of the bigger bands of that genre. And, you know, Jesus Peace is one of the bigger bands of that genre as well. It's like you're in like two really, really big, busy, heavy touring bands, man. It must be hard to juggle sometimes. Dude, it was only hard because Only Self and Dance on the Blackout dropped on the same day, coincidentally. You know what I mean? What? I didn't even know that. I, yeah, I had joined the band and I found out that this is when it was dropping. It was the same day as JP. And I felt weird. I wanted to be like, hey, can we like switch <laughs> the days up or something like that? Or like, put my shit off too I'm like this is just two different worlds like the cross promotion anything it'll help out a bit and it did you know and it still does to this day which is really cool but it made it super hard for trying to tour on the records because they were happy at the same time you know yeah. but I think this time with you know both of them being staggered a good amount of space we can give both records the same amount of love that they deserve you know yeah that's cool so I think I'll finish up with one last question what is the craziest tour story you've got? Now, I know this would be good because everybody and nothing just seems so wild. So this has got to be a good answer. Oh, man. Uh, well, we talked about Europe a lot today, so I might as well bring it back to the last Euro tour for nothing, which the entire thing was completely psychopathic, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, at one point, I think by the time we played Glasgow, I think not even I think Nikki had broken both of his hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> like his thumb capacity. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he had like both of his hands wrapped up in like bandages. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> so before the set, he had fucking he had to go to like any chest or whatever and came back and played the set with like just two fucked up hands and like <laughs> <laughs> no way. But, uh, one of those injuries uh, happened when we were in Russia acting like fucking psychopaths and we went out drinking one night and I had went back earlier with Kyle and I you know was walking back to my room and I heard the elevator beep and Nikki walks out and like stares me down and I'm like looking at him I'm like oh this motherfucker is gonna try something I just know it so he just takes out fucking sprinting down the hallway at me I'm like oh my god so I just lowered my shoulder and flipped him over my <laughs> <laughs> he flies like halfway down the fucking hallway ends up fucking like basically breaking his wrist <laughs> in Russia <laughs> I felt horrible about that shit horrible about it so here he had that going on, and then some other shit had happened, like, later on. So by the time we got to Glasgow, for one, by the time we got to the UK, we were all so fucking beat for, like, drinking and acting crazy for, like, 30 days straight. And on top of that, we all were just, like, sore and beat up from, like... Eating each other up. Eating each other up. But, no, there's, like... There's almost like too many stories to tell sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, every night was something. I had actually ate a horse sandwich in like Italy somewhere by accident. That was something else. 
Boy. Might have been in Bologna or something like that. But we were all out drinking. We went like to some parties. Someone got twisted up like a pretzel in the party, so we had to bounce. <laughs> so we, fucking, we, <laughs> we ended up in some like sandwich cart, and we're all eating these sandwiches. And I look over, and it's just like like a horse and like a cool logo. <laughs> and I was like, you know. Yo, I think these might be horse sandwiches, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, this ain't horse, bro. This is, this is like a oh, that's so grim. And this dude just leaned over my shoulder. He's like, nah, it's definitely <laughs> horse. <laughs> man, that's so bad. Oh, like, man. Oh, like, all right. <laughs> it was kind of slamming. I can't front, but I don't think I'd ever eat another horse sandwich in my life. Yeah, I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Um, <laughs> a wild one. Uh, dude, Russia was pretty cool just because, like, anywhere we went or, like, anywhere we would go drinking at, people thought I was, like, a basketball player, like a rapper or something. <laughs> so they would, like, take a bunch of pictures of me and shit and, like, <laughs> buy me a bunch of drinks and just, like, taking pictures, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, if only you knew I'm just, like, a stoner idiot from like Philadelphia um what's another good one I had lost my passport in China one time what and I was in like uh the airport and I'm infamous for losing shit in the airport I'm infamous for losing shit in general and I lost my passport on top of like a fucking water cooler by accident I just left it there (laughs) (laughs) so I almost get to my gate like the plane is on its way you know what I mean like I'm at like countdown minutes basically trying to find my fucking phone so i'm like having this anxiety attack like panic attack and i'm riding every single one of the trains like tram like uh shuttle cars just like looking through all these train cars looking for my shit so i'll ride one run through it check everywhere jump off wait for the next one to come jump on it and like do all that and during like one of the first couple or like maybe towards the end when i was feeling like all hope was lost i just kind of like sat back and like super defeated and there were these two ladies sitting across from me that were like giggling and laughing and like, like <laughs> so I was like what's up you know <laughs> like, how's it going? and they were like like yo like can I, can I take a, a, a picture with you kind of shit like they didn't say it with their mouth but they were like and I was like yeah fuck it and mind you I'm mid panic attack and all this shit so my brain is going like a, a 40 miles a minute, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So <laughs> she sits down, and I think she's going to hit one of these joints, and she starts holding the button, and some Chinese song starts playing. Turns out she's making a fucking TikTok with me having this anxiety attack. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like this for like 30 seconds, dog, just like, uh... <laughs> you can see my face. Go from like two seconds in, like trying to be like smiley and happy to like slowly fading. Like, <laughs> okay, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> almost died in Bali on a scooter. It was like three people on one scooter. What? We were driving down this one like weird like dip road that everybody like notoriously falls their car like falls off the side of the road because it's no regrettably we were all drunk on this stupid fucking scooter. (laughs) 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 Doyle on this scooter with me, who's like taller than I am, like he's even bigger. 
We're all both huge dudes on the back of this little scooter. <laughs> going down this fucking hill. And we hit this huge pothole, dude. I'm telling you, pothole. I could have lived in this thing. And I just knew I was dead. I just knew that it was the end of my life. <laughs> so, this is the fucking end, dude. I, I got back. I had to check myself for a little shark in my pants because I, I definitely thought it was the end. But... <laughs> I was dry. Life's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I I got shit for days on this one, man. It was uh, I don't know if you only wanted one, but I could talk your head off about yeah. this shit. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool. It's always good to I'm hear. Bad about the other questions. I feel like if people were were looking and listening to this, to be like, oh man, I wonder what this dude's favorite stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone, when this podcast finally comes out, people are going to be like, I just want to know what his favorite like, album is. Like, why they're talking hey, shit. But now I don't want to hear about you drinking, you idiot. I want to talk about your favorite <laughs> record. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been really, really cool talking to you. Uh, thanks yeah, for your time sure. and stuff, man. Hopefully. So, you guys do like audio and video format for this, or is this just like an audio thing? Uh, it'll just be audio, so it'll just go on uh, Spotify, <laughs> I think. That's good. Off the yeah. record, definitely make me not sound like a dick talking about clothing. <laughs> I that. Nah, I can, I can get that sorted. That's fine. But I, record, you are not a dick. No worry. But, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I question it. I just like, I, I feel like, they, I don't know. I don't want to put anything on record right now. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I really hope that sort of next year when this whole sort of pandemic clears up, you can come to the UK or maybe even we can. Yeah, I look yeah. forward to kicking it and playing together sometime. Yeah. Cold here. yeah, for sure. And it'd be really, really cool. Can't wait for the Jesus Peace record as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for fucking having me, dog. No, for sure. It's been a pleasure. Deal with my chair breaking and <laughs> my dying. Man, I feel like like purely just for that, like Fortline should just put that on YouTube just to see you fall off the chair. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't like even witness it. Like it was, if they put it on Spotify, they won't witness you actually falling back on the chair. Oh my god, yeah, dude, it had to look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was crazy. I just thought it was like someone had thrown your phone up in the air, just like spinning and going crazy. It was so good. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, no, it's been yeah. a pleasure, man. I hopefully, hopefully, twenty twenty one's a better year for you and. Thank you. Really I appreciate it, and I hope it does for you as well, dog. This shit will be lifted sooner or later. Yeah man. Back, man. yeah, man, for sure. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much, Barry. Yeah, man. Take care, man. Peace. Thank you for checking that episode out. Um, if you can go give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, that'd be much appreciated. There will be some more episodes coming up soon and fingers crossed we can have a chat with Aaron again. Thanks.